Welcome to Chapter 2 of Health System CIO's Chat with Chuck Christian, Executive Engagement Director with the Indiana Health Information Exchange. In this segment, Christian talks about what the Care Quality Commonwealth announcement really means for the industry, why, despite the progress vendors are making with sharing data, we still need clinical data repositories, and the very simple yet very complicated problem that the government is trying to solve through TEFCA. The shorter story is patient-centered day at home continues to grow. Uh, we continue to gain members, and the transaction rates continue to increase. But it's only going to happen based upon where people need the data. And the access to that data is controlled by those patients walking into a facility and being registered uh, that is not in their home HIE uh, zip code space. And so, you know, it's basically the, the data is following the patient wherever they get care. It's kind of simple, but it's not been simple to implement because there's a lot of questions we need to ask about, okay, does everybody need to be connected? Everybody? No. Well, let's do a, a model that kind of looks like the uh, federal banks. I think there are 13 Federal Reserve banks. They move transactions between those uh, things, and so that's how the banks kind of communicate interbank transactional data. So we've, we've adopted a similar model where we have hubs that are regional. Uh, we have four right now, and I think that's probably all we're going to need unless we get overwhelmed by additional HIEs. But there's not enough HIEs in the country to overwhelm the, the current model that we have. Right. But there is some white space that we need to deal with where there is no HIEs, and you know, I'll use the state of Illinois as one of those. Uh, there's a small one that's out in uh, the middle of the state that's not connected to you know, a lot of facilities that are servicing their market right now. But you know, we both know the grand majority of the population in Illinois lives in the uh, Great Lakes area in Chicago and, and those spaces. And uh, they're using you know, care everywhere, the care quality and that kind of stuff to move data around. But and this is Chuck's opinion, all that is predicated upon a single use case, which it kind of like patient-centered data home is as well. It's predicated on that patient shows up, uh, a clinician needs data, somebody goes ask for it, and we, it gets delivered. Right. So uh, in a lot of the regions that don't have HIEs, that's you know kind of what they fall back on. I've got to get to the data. How do I do that? And so that's where Commonwealth Care Quality and now you know, everybody's right. kind of on the care quality platform has been filling those gaps, but it's going to be around a very small and defined number of use cases. I'm waiting for a deeper explanation or, you know, conversation about how do we support population level health uh, using that kind of model. And part of the answer is that ONC is funding new standard through HL7. It was originally called Flat Fire. I don't know what the official name is, but where they could make one fire request and extract population-level data that would support an ACO. But we don't have enough time to state all the questions I have about that. Yeah. You just mentioned a little bit about the Commonwealth and care quality. And uh -huh. Now, can you elaborate a little more on, on what exactly this can mean or is now they will be able to, to share patient data, but is this something that you can realistically see in the near future? A lot more well, I mean, you know me. Uh, any opinion I give you is going to be biased, but uh, class just released their interoperability 2018 report. I've known those guys since the beginning. I sat for five years on their advisory board. 
I consider Kent Scott uh, and Adam. I never got to meet Lawrence, but th- those guys are my personal friends. One of the things that they mentioned in that report, uh, which I thought was interesting, was that they're getting a lot more vendor adoption uh, as far as Commonwealth care quality, but not all of them have uh, the connections and the development on their roadmap, uh, or at least they're not willing to talk about it. And then the next level of work that needs to be done is they've got to go implement this in each one of their facilities. And some of the vendors are easier to do that than others. Epic was really early on the forefront of sharing data with Care Everywhere. But, you know, they're kind of like Apple. If they control both ends of the transaction, uh, it works really, really great. If uh, It used to be if they're trying to get data from another facility that didn't use Epic, it didn't work really well. But I think that's getting better, too, because we're getting better with the standards about, you know, the documents. And I had a conversation with a friend of mine who works at an Epic facility, and I said, so if we send you a CCD, what format can you ingest it? He said, if you work off of the care quality standard, then we'll be able to bring it in. I said, so, okay, now we're getting to the lowest common denominator of CCD formats. But even the CCDs, it depends on what that care transaction is, and that's my term. Is it a referral? Is it a transition of care? Is it what? And so you can create the CCD sections differently. You can include or, or exclude sections depending on that. But the one thing that stays constant is the, you know, the PAMI piece, the problems, allergies, medications, and immunizations, which are all codified data that can be ingested pretty quickly. But somebody still has to reconcile that inside the EHR framework. Right. And so that's kind of where my bias comes in is that if you're in a, in a facility and you query out to these other facilities and you get back four different CCDs from four different facilities where this patient had care, that means yeah. you've got to review and reconcile four different CCDs. But if you ask for the same data from an HIE that has a clinical data repository like this one, we can hand you, and we do this every day, hand you back a multiple facility CCD that that maintains the purveyance of where that data comes from. It's been normalized, it's been deduped, and you have one. That's what you want to do. This kind of goes back to the four, with this thing of interoperability, it's not like the Lord of the Rings. I don't think there's going to be one ring to control them all. I think it's going to be more like Six Sigma. It's going to depend upon the need at the time and the market. I've had some conversations with folks that are supporting physician practices out in the hinterlands of Montana and South Dakota, and direct messaging works really well for them because that's what they have. So they, they make it work. It's kind of like I got a skateboard and a bicycle. Which one am I going to use? I'm going to use a bicycle. Uh, It's easy to ride. I I probably won't fall off of it if I'm careful, and uh, it'll get me further. So we kind of use the tools that that we have, and we need ways of sharing those successes. You know, what's helpful, what's not helpful, and how can we make it better? We're a member of Direct Trust, and uh, I knew Dr. Kiwi really well, got to meet their new CEO uh, when I was at ONC, and, you know, I've got some stuff going on. I've worked on a couple of advisory groups with them, and uh, it works. But is it, will it work for everything? It could, but the world's got to be rewired. And so part of this thing of interoperability is like healthcare. It's been grown organically within the markets over time, 
And to undo it and put in something new, it takes time and costs money. Yeah. And it seems like we're still seeing this mentality with uh, any announcement regarding interoperability, like, okay, this is going to be what drives it forward, and it's just not that simple. It kind of goes back to your Lord of the Rings reference. You know, I've, I've spent a lot of time thinking about theorizing because I, I don't have the right people to ask the questions, but I think I understand mm-hmm. the answers about, you know, in TEFCA or the TEF piece of it, what's the intent? Well, you know, I've tried to put myself in the position of the people in the federal government who's having these conversations, and what mm-hmm. they're hearing is I don't have a standard way to connect to the highway. I've got this vendor wants to do it this way, this vendor wants to do it that way, And most health systems I know don't have one EHR. They have an EHR and they may have other modules. They may have a separate PAC system. They may have a separate lab system. They may have separate other ancillary systems that they've integrated internally. But to exchange data externally, if you're a Cerner shop, it's been Commonwealth. If you've been Epic, it's been Care Everywhere. If you're communicating with another Epic site, now it's Care Quality to get to a broader community. But people want one way of doing it. And I understand that, particularly if you're a physician practice, you just want to plug it in. The question is, what do you plug it into? And then there's work that has to be done. And in the the first version of TEFCA, some of the questions that I had was, the QHANs are going to be required to do a massive amount of work because there's a lot of requirements. If you're going to be a QHAN, you need to be able to do a litany of, of things. And a lot of the things that are they're required to do as far as gathering up all the data from everywhere that patient had data, if it's a broadcast query, bringing all that data back in, deduping it, normalizing it, and turning it around in one CCD back to the requester. That's a lot of work. And as far as I know, I don't believe that you can normalize and map data in real time with just technology. Yeah, we do it every day, but we've got people that are lab techs, uh, you know, rad techs that know the terminology and have worked on the bench and in the department and the ancillary departments for years that know how to map these things uh, into a standard set of terms. And I'm an x-ray tech, you know, was for the first 14 years of my career. I can give you a dozen ways that a chest x-ray can be ordered. Right. And so you, you can't give a computer system, a dozen ways to display those kind of results. The physicians don't want to look at 12 different lines. They want to look at one line, when did it, when did it occur, and give me the result. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.